Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Coming up on this edition of TV Black Box, 250 jobs go from the ABC as part of major cuts. Exclusive Seven Dumps local news programming and a Channel 9 executive blasts fake news about 60 minutes. Welcome to the podcast where people in the TV industry get their news. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there and welcome to another big edition of TV Black Box. Oh my God, there's so much to talk about today and I've got some fabulous people doing the talking. We've got the one and only Sarah Monaghan. I think you'll find her at Shrimp Tank. Hello, Sarah. Good morning. I am coming to you from the epicentre of the coronavirus. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Outside Australia. (laughs) Yeah. Florida is uh, back very, very bad again. We are never going to let you in ever again. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Texas uh, has gone gangbusters with the Rona as well. It's uh, yes, all we happening. left there just in time to come back to the old people here. Oh, how's the donkey? Hopefully, the donkey doesn't get it. Oh, it's done. The commonality here, though, is Sarah <laughs> and her husband. Ah, yeah, we good just point. keep avoiding good it, though. Point. Thankfully, we are one hundred percent Rona free, and we just keep avoiding everybody and uh, just hunkering down on the boat. Patient zero, Sarah Monahan. And that Probably. sexy voice you can hear with the lovely haircut to match is none other than Steve Mulk from Mulk's TV Talk, formerly now TV Black Box, and you can find him at Steve Mulk on Twitter. Hello, Mulky. Uh, hello, uh, Rob. Hello, everyone. I'm pleased to announce that at 46 and a half, I'm finally going through the change. Uh, and <laughs> no, this is two drop. weeks in a row. <laughs> God. <laughs> Good voice for radio. Story of my life, man. That's just where it is. That's what it is right now. Hey, our good friend Benjamin Norris is here as well. He's Benjamin J. Norris on Twitter. Hello, Ben. Hi there, Rob. You know, didn't you accuse me of my voice being too high the other day on the Ben, Rob and Robbo show? I think you did. I tell you what, if I did that, Ben, (laughs) that would be pot calling the kettle black. (laughs) Because when I shriek... I shriek in a very high-pitched voice. <laughs> well, I will say one thing, and that is that people often say, I love that podcast that you do for Joy 94.9 with those other gay men. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm like, that's not on Joy 94.9. And that man's married with children. Ed yes, Bundy we, style. we do. The, the unofficial name for the Ben, Rob and Robbo show is Two and a Half Gays. So, you know, it's, it's all fine. It is what it is. <laughs> and tonight we've got a special guest all the way oh. from TV Binge Box. It's Joe Casamento. Hello, Joe. Yay, Joe. Hello. hello. 
I'm going to try and bring Brookie's gravitas. Is that what he brings? I'll try it on a fancy schmancy voice. Oh, my God. If I hear the word gravitas again, I'm going to shove it in his gravi ass. What's actually going to suggest? And we're back to Joy 94.9. Yes, makes it sound more like ass than gravitas, which is probably what it's actually said as. Well, I've never been accused of bringing gravitas anyway, so you're safe. For those playing at home, Brookie is still in Byron Bay and I noticed that he's able to do the Binge Box podcast but he's not here for TV Black Post. Not taking that personally at all. Are you a bit salty? Are you a bit salty over that? Zach Efron at Chris Hemsworth's body. Oh, my God. Hang on a second. There's an interesting uh, point. Is Brookie hanging out with Zach Efron? He's taken up a second job as a paparazzi. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, wow. he's in a frat house with other, other he blokes. Is. He, so, he is. So maybe. Who knows? Wow, bombshell. Our first bombshell <laughs> of the evening on TV <laughs> Black Box, but there's plenty more to come. So let's get into the news items. And the ABC has unveiled its five-year cost-cutting plan to meet the federal government's indexation pause, which cut the ABC's budget by $84 million over three years, with an ongoing reduction of $41 million a year from 2022, coming on top of the $64 million in ongoing cuts imposed in 2014. Yes, that's a lot of cuts. The raft of changes include giving ABC Life a new editorial direction and name, ABC Local, a greater focus on digital and on-demand news services, including discontinuing the iconic 7.45am broadcast-only radio news bulletin and shifting focus to provide news across all audio platforms. Rebranding ABC Comedy to create a home for a range of genres such as arts, science, education and religion. Comedy will continue to be commissioned for ABC Main Channel and a destination on iView. Reducing independent production by approximately $5 million per annum, predominantly from the factual and entertainment slate, with the ABC prioritising investment in drama and children's programming. 250 staff are expected to be made redundant. Mock, we knew these cuts were coming. Do you think the leadership team has made the right calls? At, at the risk of upsetting the people who have commented uh, on TV Black Box and saying that I swear too much, this is officially bullshit. Um, as an outcome of, as you mentioned, Robert, in that lead-in, t- since 2014, the, the election promised by Tony Abbott in 2013, no cuts to the ABC, no cuts to SBS, all we have seen... Is but that was a non-call ABC. promise, Mark. You can't hold a politician to a non-call promise, non-call it seems. Promises. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, look, I think that uh, the, the board chair and the managing director of the ABC are doing the absolute best that they can with what they are given, and that's where it falls for the ABC. Um, diabolical that since 2014 all governments have felt that it's been okay to freeze slash or completely undermine the ABC's budget given its place that it sits in, uh, you know, from a trust perspective within the Australian public and also for the services that it provides to the Australian public. Um, There's no defending this. There's no defending this and in no small part it's just because they don't have the money. But, Joe... You know, in the television industry, it's always been known the ABC have the extra resources. They have always had, uh, I don't want to say large S, but I want to say that it's always been a perception that there's been a lot of fat in the ABC. 
And so there's been no doubt that cuts can happen. These sound pretty drastic, I will admit, but I think it's actually not a bad thing for the ABC to actually have to go through an audit process to work out where they're getting the most money from and then start the rebuilding of it, perhaps. Yeah, look, I, look, it's obviously a very sad day for many of the staff. Of course. It is also a very sad day um, because it is a lifeline, as you rightly pointed out, Mark, to many, you know, remote listeners, to many Australians. It's the lifeblood. Um, I think in particular the program that has really um, upset a lot, of, uh, a lot of Australians today is um, the ABC News at 7.45, which I think is as, you know, much a routine for many people as brushing your teeth, uh, sort of the alarm clock many people go mm. by. So I'm surprised that service in particular, if I'm going to isolate one particular service, was cut because I think but that what I one don't get about above that... all didn't cost that much money. Yeah, so that was what one I don't that get about me. that, Joe, is they're now going to do a 10-minute service at uh, 8 a.m. So they've created all this crazy change for the sake of five but, minutes content. I know, and I felt like this, that that has been the one that really sort of struck at the jugular um, and I don't know whether maybe they, there was some sort of motive to do that to alarm Australians and activate them to protest ah. or, you know, like maybe, you know, there's sort of some bureaucratic, I don't know, in boardrooms somewhere, maybe that's a tactic, I don't know. But a lot of... I've been in newsroom after newsroom uh, in the last decade that have been seen these kind of numbers of redundancies and it's a very sad place to be and it is a dying industry. I hate to say it. It is. It is. It is what we're seeing. We're seeing newsroom after newsroom fold and these are not decisions that are painless. I'm sure Aisha and I know a lot of people have gone on the attack. Uh, they are decisions that trimming fat is one thing but now we're sort of getting to the muscle um, and that's harder to remove obviously but um, their costs, there are there are surplus costs. That ABC Life, I think it was three, they had a budget of our taxpayer money, $3 million a year. Um, I'm not sure. I've that never heard of it before. Exactly. I, I was ashamed. I was actually embarrassed to say I am in the media and I have never heard of it before. So I, I thought I was the only one. I thought, God, you didn't do sort of research. And I was ashamed to say that. I'll tell you how you um, guys have never heard of it before. You didn't pay attention because from the very minute it launched, it was a target for particularly Sky News and The Australian. Um, having well, a swing at the ABC. Work, Mark. Oh, sure. But having a swing at the ABC for getting into what is ostensibly lifestyle content um, across all oh. its platforms. Um, I looked it up today and had how to make tofu. So I just think there are areas that could be trimmed um, and many businesses across Australia are suffering. They are the taxpayers putting this up. Of course we need it. It's vital during the bushfires, pandemic, all of that. But there are clearly bits and pieces that can go, although I'm not sure they've made all the right decisions. Can I bring up the coronavirus in the room, a.k.a. the elephant in the room, and that is that television has faced cuts right across all platforms and this ABC cuts is, you know, quite brutal. And for me who I love, you know, and I love the ABC and I think a lot of us do here, you know, it feels a little bit more brutal about what's happened to the ABC, but haven't we just seen really strong cuts and deep cuts right across all of television? Like, Absolutely. Isn't, isn't yeah, this just this like the same thing happened? Like, I mean... 
This is not a coronavirus-led yeah. cut. This is no, no, no. The well, hang on a sec about coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. He was just calling it coronavirus instead of the elephant in the room. But Ben is absolutely right. The whole sector is facing cuts at the moment. And why, why is should that? the ABC why is be it immune? Facing cuts now. Why? Because the advertising market is low. Why? Steve, because journalism... It was low before coronavirus. Yeah, sure, it's, but it's, it's accelerated a... it, no question, right? It, coronavirus sure. has absolutely pushed it. And I appreciate that journalism, full stop, Joe, has been under attack mm. for some time. For six plus years now, absolutely the last six, the ABC has been slashed, cut and burned at the will of the government and people continue to give it a hard time, as in it, the broader sense, because it's not delivering. How is it supposed to deliver if it's getting to the point of having paperclips rationed. We need to become smarter and more efficient and do things in different ways. And this is the evolution of television. You know, like this is basically mm. what we're facing. And it's it's really harsh and no one likes change. And especially when shows are a part of our routine, we hate that. If the Daily Edition was a part of people's routine, people would have responded, I think, just as badly as they were when it came to this news at 7.45 was cut. You know, like I think... It's just that some things, see, like for the ABC, it's more routine and it's something that we're watching. And so I hear it that, seems ben, more potent. The, the, the challenge is that they have two very different markets and there absolutely will be people that are upset that the Daily Edition is axed because it was hitting, you know, a market segment of well, ostensibly we'll come to the Daily Edition in a moment. those kinds of things. Um, mm. the, but, Mark, the isn't there an argument that... The size of that market that... compared to the, the Brecky Radio news is very, very different. But, Mark, isn't there an argument that the ABC, yes, is an essential service, mainly in providing news, as we've seen during crisis after crisis, um, and that by concentrating their money on what they are the essential service for, as in local news in communities, I think by, um, you know, closing some of the parts of the Ultimo, um, selling off <laughs> where they rent in Ultimo and all those bits will leave more journalists on the ground in local communities, perhaps, delivering well, that's the news what it's that about, those communities Joe. need. And, and can I also say, it's also about looking at how you can do things differently. We've seen Smarter, some automation at, on the 7pm news over the years, but look at what we do with the Ben Robin Robbo show. We produce a fully functional television show on the internet with four people, now five people. Five people do that show. There are cuts that can be made without affecting quality. You know, like, you don't need 20 people to produce something. I don't know. I'm making things up here. But sure. the point is there are efficiencies that can be gathered. But let's move on. There's lots to discuss tonight. And it's, mm. you know, because there's more bad news, TV Black Box can exclusively reveal Adelaide viewers are set for big changes, with the afternoon news set to be presented out of Melbourne with inserts presented from Adelaide. The changes will start in early July. As part of the overhaul, presenters Jessica Adamson and weather presenter Tim Noonan will leave the network. TV Black Box understands afternoon bulletins in other states will not be affected. Seven has ignored requests for comment. Sarah, more job losses. We know Seven is doing it tough. Do you reckon there'll be more? There's, there's, it feels like this isn't the end of it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find out how to, like, get rid of Brisbane and do it from Sydney or something because, you know, people don't need their local news, apparently. Um, it's very kind of strange that they're just getting rid of all of the local bulletins because, like you said, you can do it with one or two people. But I think a lot of the problem in Australia is you've got everybody screaming demarcation. So if one person tries mm -hmm. to do two jobs, someone else says, well, no, that's my job. And then you end up with no job because they just get rid of all of the jobs. The one thing I would say is that cutting 
local content, it's a much deeper cut than what people realise because we need to reflect the stories that happen in regional areas. I've always felt that. I went and did, you know, breakfast radio in a regional area in central Queensland and I really learnt how important it is to reflect the local content back to them. And taking that local content away, there will be ramifications for that. I truly believe it. You know, you can't really reflect what's happening in areas from a different state and whilst I think the people who make these decisions are sitting quite comfortably in metro environments and don't understand that they really will need and I think we will need to reinvest in this and the government will have to do that to try and get this back on the road at some point I do believe that you know people are just tightening their wallets at the moment so maybe that might but be the reason why this isn't even a, a metro a regional area I mean Adelaide's a major city and you're cutting them out. I mean, what's next? Yeah, but let's let's be clear about a couple of things. It's not the six pm news, which is where it's the, which is the main news. game. It's the four pm four pm afternoon news, and we know that Seven is on a major cost cutting initiative at the moment. So, if if you're the news director at Seven, if you're Craig McPherson, you would be sitting there thinking, well, you know what, Adelaide doesn't really add to our overall share. Perth, we won't touch because Perth for seven, is a gangbuster of a city. We're fighting on the East Coast with nine. If I have to sacrifice one bulletin, maybe it's Adelaide, you know. But and does that lead all those people then to switch to another channel that does recognise that they're humans? Possibly, but possibly, the fact yeah. is there will still be a bulletin in Adelaide. It'll just be out of Melbourne with some Adelaide inserts. And the fact is the 6pm bulletin isn't charged. So their, their, their local 6pm bulletin that they tune in for, the big one, won't be affected by this except two familiar faces, um, it, those presenters are gone, and two producers. So it, it's not great news, uh, uh, but I'm saying that we are in this world where there are cuts happening at the moment. It's, Maybe it's... Daniel Andrews' comment, you know, really got to Adelaide. Maybe people took that on board with hmm. Dan Andrews saying in the media, like, you know, why why would people want to go to Adelaide, you know? Why do they get to have afternoon news? <laughs> I can absolutely guarantee you, while well, right now this is scratching an itch for Craig McPherson around tightening budgets, um, it would be crazy to assume, especially given Seven's silence on it, that they are not considering doing the same do to think? every other one. I've had sources Which say, mean that other bulletins won't sure. be suffering the same fate. I can only take that at face value. Uh, and I, I agree, absolutely, which is why my hypothesis is same. All right. The Sunday Telegraph has come under fire from Channel 9 after a report claimed 60 Minutes was facing the chop. Nine's National Director of News and Current Affairs, Darren Wick, was pretty strong in his email response to staff, and I quote, 60 Minutes is one of the most important programs on Nine's schedule and one of Australian television's most enduring and trusted public affairs brands. The story in today's Sunday Telegraph newspaper and online site suggesting the future of 60 Minutes is in doubt is just that, a story, a fairy tale. It's not a report. Reports are meant to be accurate. This is total fantasy. Joe, Wiki's wow. not leaving any doubt over this one. We have, have to assume 60 Minutes is safe, don't we? Oh, I don't think, as we've just been saying, Rob, anything is safe. The newsroom of the future is he's, going to look very different. The networks of the future are going to look very different on the other side of all this. He's put his name on this. He's called I it know, a full I fantasy. I was amazed by this, absolutely amazed by this statement because I, you know, have written from... I've written that column. I started that column. <laughs> so um, I know that generally you write a lot and, and people don't particularly, you know, 
high TV network executives don't come out and really personally attack a particular story. So that really blew my mind that he was so strong in his wording. I think he said it will still be here in four decades' time. Yeah, well, Having I mean, that's that, a bold bloody prediction. Television may is. not be here in four decades' time. Exactly. But, you know, but like... Rob, this is the same network that denied Sonia Kruger was leaving. This is the same network that has denied several things that have happened and I know Brianna and I know her well and I know her sources are good as gold. So I uh, am, look, I, I know Brianna as well. Her. I like Brianna. And, and I would like, you know, I, I have to think that surely in what the light of what we've just been talking about, you mean to tell me that there hasn't been, I'm not saying it's been a particular discussion, but hasn't been thought about that the, the uh, ratings versus the amount of cost, what 60 minutes costs to make, has not just been a maybe a thought in someone's head. I mean, I think it's... There have definitely I think been, it's interesting. There have been cuts. There have been cuts. And the travel budget will not travel. be the same going forward. They are talking about doing continuing to do interviews via Skype the way they're doing them currently during this crisis. So they are definitely looking at budgets. But when the head of News and Current Affairs yeah. comes out and says wow. this is not happening, this story is a fantasy, I'm sorry. You can only he's take put it at face value. 100%. He's put mm. his name onto it. So if they turn around next month and say 60 Minutes is acting, yep. every media writer in the country will go and say, but hang on, you said this. It's a hell of a bloody thing he's putting his balls on the line to it say is. that. And I take it. At, I, I believe it. I don't How think someone would be... How many current affairs shows are left? Because 60 Minutes is like, you know, the, the, the big 60 one. Minutes in a current affair. And that's it? Oh, Four Corners. You can't oh. really call current affair current affairs. Oh, it's well, like... Jesus. <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I take some issue at that. Sure. A person on this very panel mm-hmm. was on a current affair and exposed a pedophile on that program mm-hmm. and got major changes. A man ended up getting arrested and going to jail, mm-hmm. and that was on a current affair. You can't say a current affair doesn't do real current affairs. That's. I don't think that's fair. It mate. does it so the... infrequently it is not funny. Maybe there's can... just not that much stuff in Australia that's, you know... Newsworthy. Coming from to, someone to in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I kind of feel like, you know, a current affairs programs at the moment is like, you know, when you lose your mind at Tetris at the end and all of a sudden you just try and quickly try and fit everything everywhere and then it just keeps deleting everything. And I feel like 60 Minutes is like one of those vital pieces which I think will survive longer. This would work better if this was a visual platform, but it's clearly not. But does anyone know what I mean? You know, when you're no. trying to move stuff around? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm going to say. I understand what you're talking about, Ben. And I will say that, you know, a current affairs at the moment, like with all the networks, they're trying to work out where they all go and they're just frantically what trying to move are. them around everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like all of a sudden it's just going to, it's going to freeze and you're going to game over. Yeah, interesting. All right, controversial broadcaster Sam Newman has used social media to confirm his departure from Nine. The decision comes after the former staff found himself embroiled in yet another scandal after making derogatory comments regarding George Floyd and criticising AFL players for taking a knee before last weekend's AFL matches. The comments sparked outrage with activist group Sleeping Giants launching a campaign against the presenter, calling on all AFL clubs to boycott the Sunday footy show program. Ben, no doubt a lot of people will be rejoicing this news, but are we now at a point where people just want people they don't like off the screen? Aren't a wide range of views allowed on TV anymore? 
Well, I just think that we're silencing people more and more. And I think that people are getting more and more nervous above. You know, I think people like Sam Newman, though, uh, you know, have upset a lot of people along the way. I, and I think, Rob, you'll agree with me on this. Sam Newman, even though I dislike him, he's like... He has delivered some amazing content throughout his career. Mm. But is he valid still on television? I mean, this is not getting involved with the Daryl Summers debate, but Daryl Summers is no longer relevant in this space either. You know, there's lots of people that were that have served a really good purpose and have a lot of fans backing them that on this day and age and where television is going, they're just not appropriate and they're just not suitable and there's no land for them anymore. So yeah, uh, people don't I- need to be cancelled. They can just retire. Well, Sam... You know, I still think Sam had some innings in him, but then when the comments came out, I did sort of get to the point where I'm just like, "Mm, maybe enough is enough and maybe we are heading into a dangerous period where we're afraid of what he'll say next. But look, some people, I think, as Sarah, you said, should just retire. Uh, But as we all know, most people who work in entertainment, I'll speak for myself, there's a megalomania about us. You know, there's a a (laughs) desire to stay in the industry and, and, you know, live on forever. And the reality is that's not the case. And case in point is Madonna. Madonna, if she'd retired 10 years ago, we'd still celebrate her. But now she looks like a pavlova that someone dropped on the way to a Sunday lunch. Ouch. Yes. It is much better to burn out and be like James Dean or Marilyn Monroe and leave quickly and leave a great body of work than just slowly fester and simmer away forever. The answer is death. The answer is death at 27. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to be immortal, do something big and then die very quickly. Um, Mog, would you be celebrating Sam Newman being off our screens? Uh, I'm not celebrating Sam Newman being off our screens because I have zero care about Sam Newman, as I'm sure he does of me. Um, the, the stuff that Sam offered, certainly in his most recent bodies of work, uh, was nothing to be celebrated. I appreciate that he had a, a reasonably sizable but shrinking fan base within the AFL commentary community mm, and, and people true. that watch the AFL shows. Um However, the the stuff that Sam was saying was just proving that he was further and further and further out of touch with not fringe views, common, widely acceptable, widely accepted, sorry, societal views around the the way that things work. Uh, Sam would always go for... No, Sam, well, you're right, it hasn't just been recent, but of late... When was that blackface incident? uh, The Nicky Winmar one. Yeah, just shocking. Easily He's 10 been years an ago, an absolute at least. pig for at many, least. many years. Let's oh, be honest. He has said and done <laughs> horrific things on television in the name of comedy and to the point where people called him a comedian. Enabled. Because we support it. Because it's supported by the public. You know, we have to understand, Joe, you and I would agree 100% on this and that Sam Newman is not our cup of tea. You know, he's not even even a fresh glass of water in a dehydrated desert. Like, we're not interested whatsoever for Sam Newman. However, we can't disregard that that style of humour is appreciated by a certain audience and it had been appreciated by that certain audience for a long time. But, you know... People yeah, but are, as you said, those days are way over. Yeah, like people are dying. People are dying, and that kind of style of humour is dead. And the people that supported it are going to be dead soon. So Let's you know, put it's it heading by the wayside. Benny Hill, as an example, in his yeah. day, one of Britain's most popular comedians, and certainly played out well in Australia. Right, and yep. ostensibly his gag was a pervy old man chasing women uh, around a park slash studio in their underwear. <laughs> right, that was oh, the vibe to yakety sacks. Um, (laughs) apart from a satire of that, that wouldn't run 
on television today as comedy. No. That's not of a thing. Of course not, Malt, but um, I, I think Sam's been out of uh, tune with what is decent levels But that's for easy. A very long time. You know the best way to get someone off television? Is don't watch them. If enough people don't watch oh, them, they, they go. That. Nobody watches. But there footy is show. still an audience for people that like Sam Newman. He represents. Like I'm t- going to say, I'm going to throw someone under the bus, and it's no one in the industry. So Rob, you can cancel the lawyers. But my, <laughs> my auntie Susan, she. Oh, my, she's on the phone, Ben. What are you about to say? <laughs> no, but also my, you know, my father who passed away. Um, my, my dad worked with Sam Newman, and like dad loved him so much that when he wore that famous tutu, the next day dad went and asked Sam if he could borrow it, so he wore it himself. So I've actually got a photo <laughs> of dad we- wearing oh that famous tutu. So like Joe, what I'm saying is, you know, like had my dad not passed away, I think but dad would still NRL find him funny. Got, you, know, you know, changed the footy, the fatty Vorton sort of NRL thing, and and that. Like, Many a few years ago now, like I feel like this is way overdue. So I, I can only surmise that rather than it being the straw that broke the camel's back, this is you know it's that kind of vibe though that Sam has refused to change his ways and it, for the longest time felt that he did not need to apologise for any of his views or any of the things that he said, no matter how abhorrent some or all people thought they were. Uh, And what we have found, certainly of late, and people might think we've swung too far one way, is that people are recognising that while societal views are changing, media companies particularly are catching up and recognising that as we become all become more educated, we can no longer abide some of the things that maybe we thought were okay in the past. And when you refuse to, to accept that, yeah, okay, that was of the time, and I refer back to a, a example of our Kingswood Country conversation last week. Of the time, it was a thing. Now, no go, no dice. Um, Sam was of his time, however long that time might have been, long past his use by date. And I think that nine, and he caught up with that and recognised that possibly when they asked him to apologise for his most recent gaffe and he refused to, they agreed to stop paying him. Mm. Well, one of the original hosts of the Daily Edition, Tom Williams, is returning to the show to help guide it through its final three episodes. Williams is back after Seven terminated the employment of Ryan Phelan on Monday night after he failed to inform the network he had been involved in a domestic violence incident. Seven confirmed the axing of the Daily Edition last week with its final episode to air on Friday. Well, there had been rumours about this show being axed for some time, but it was a strong number one in the time slot and I'm told was making money. Do you think Seven are just trying to reduce headcount at the moment? I, I, I feel like this was more about clearing the books of people rather than the fact it was making money. Uh, it's it's probably a fair estimation, Rob, because we mm. r- running a business. When you have people on the books, it's not just paying them the wage every week. It's all of the on costs and extra bits that come in having them on the on the books. And when you're paying them, as you would expect, um, TV talent money, those on costs are reasonably sizable. Mm. Um, and, and while it is sad, and it might have been paying its way, reducing uh, the not just the on-screen headcount but the off-screen headcount as well means that mm. all of a sudden those numbers on your overall balance sheet become a whole lot better when you have to report that to um, uh, the stock exchange and your shareholders. It's difficult. That's the, the nature of business. Uh, and as we talked about al- already, you know, the, the times are difficult for media companies full stop. Um, 
we talk about the, there's not a lot of fat to trim in a lot of media companies anyway. I'm sure there is in, in your commercial networks, but I can't speak with any authority on that. It's a sad thing to see anybody lose their job uh, in this way where it sort of makes no sense that they're doing it. But I get that it's also a case of the realities of business for seven who are already in a reasonably financially crap situation. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what's weird, though? They've got Tom coming back. I kind of felt like, you know, he went by the wayside for a reason. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved him taking off his top when he was on Dancing with the Stars. And Lord will tell you that I've watched that many a time. But when he turned up on I'm a Celebrity, he was so ridiculously dull. And, like, I I even find him on that show, like, I wish that he had a little bit more pizzazz. And I felt like that show, even though it was rating, it could have been a little bit better. So maybe it's just going to get a bit of a rest and come back in a different incarnation. And certainly not with Tom from my point of view, unless he's going to take his top off. I love Tom. I love Tom. And I'm sorry, I keep... But I did love... When I saw Sally and Tom back together, I felt like mum and dad were back together. It was lovely. The chemistry <laughs> Although he wasn't the, the original host, Joe. No. Wasn't he? No. no. I, I feel was. like he's the only one Chris, that I remember. Chris Smith was the original yes, he host. Was. Ah, well, there you are. I mean, I'm not home at that time, so I unfortunately don't get the chance to watch it. So but it's I your do fault it's getting cancelled, Joe. Oh. Um, and I thought it was a nice way to say you goodbye to it, putting um. the two of them together. It was a nice way in a in a, obviously a very difficult week. There are others in that um, that particular show that will be losing their gigs this week, and yeah. um, I thought it was a, a, a it put a nice. There will be cameramen, makeup stop artists, on it. Um, yeah. runners. Oh, oh, in a way, yeah. for what has obviously been a surprisingly bad news week with Ryan's arrest. Um, let me talk. Let me go back to the idea of the budgets and everything like that. Mm. Uh, what I find interesting is I can speak from personal experience about the fact that just because you're making money does not guarantee your show. I once had a conversation uh, with a, a finance person about Studio 10 and I was saying, well, at least I know we're safe, we're making money. And they literally turned to me and said, well, that doesn't mean anything. Because we might want to use the funds we put into Studio 10 to make another show. And I remember. That to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that. I was gobsmacked. I was like, but if we're making you money, what, what, I don't understand. You know, like I always thought we were getting good ratings, we're making money, so we're, we're safe. And then that was ripped out from underneath me. So, so what, 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 is the, what is their end goal in making. TV that rates highly, isn't it? To well, make money because from... okay, just say I, I'm going to pull figures out of my ass and not use real figures. Mm, okay, sure. so the figures I'm using here are not real. Just Eleven costs... billion viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. let's just say it costs thirty million to make Studio Ten. It does not cost thirty million sure, to make Studio Ten, but just just say it does, right? Yep. And Studio Ten might make uh, thirty-five million, so it makes five or six million dollars in profit. Now, the network might say, well, we could put the talk from the US there, which costs us, you know, maybe a million, uh, 1.5 million a year, or we've got it on an output deal or something like that. And we can use that other 29 million to fund a big new, to help push into an entertainment program in primetime, which will have more benefit to us. So that's what it's about. So it's about the the cost versus the returns versus what else you can do. So that was a real eye-opener for me. I've mm. got to say. And, uh, and Rob- sorry, I remember having, I keep jumping in as well, sorry, guys, but I do remember having a conversation with Juliana Rancic from E! News and being really gobsmacked that I used to love that show, E! True Hollywood Stories. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. 
and they took it off the e-channel. This is years ago yeah. and I could never understand it. And she said because it skewed the wrong demographic. So it was their biggest rating show but because it skewed wrong, they cease production of it. So, yes, I guess there's a lot Amazing. more to There's it. always more to it. Always but there's always – that's what I was going to say. There's more things at play. I mean, I was on a show that was rating and making money in Queensland and um, that show got pulled pulled to pieces and that's because I didn't get along with my co-host. I mean, she was a freaking nightmare. And so, <laughs> oh, you know – Allegedly. <laughs> alleged, no, she's still a nightmare because everyone she works with writes to me and says, how the hell did you stay working with this woman? Look, I'm not saying her name. But anyway, she's still working and um, driving people insane but the thing is though there's way more at play there's relationships there's dynamics there's whether or not it's worth the return you know worth the effort is worth the return so like it's not always just about whether or not the show's making money there's far more things there's plenty of moving parts all right now it's time for hatches and dispatches with sarah thanks rob Tina Fey has asked streaming platforms to remove four episodes of her comedy 30 Rock that include blackface. Hulu and Amazon Prime have honoured the request and the episodes are no longer available for purchase on iTunes and Google+. In a move that won't surprise anyone, former 2GB radio presenter Alan Jones has signed an exclusive deal with Sky News. Premiering Monday 6th July at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, Alan Jones will air live four nights a week across Sky News on Foxtel and regional free-to-air news channel Sky News on Win. CBS has announced its 24x7 live streaming news service, CBSN, is now available in Australia and New Zealand app stores on Amazon Fire TV, Android, Android TV, Chromecast, and Chromecast built-in devices, LG smart TVs, and more. And that is this week's Hatches and Swatches. Thank you, Sarah. Coming up, we're talking ratings with Mulk as the 7.30pm battle hots up. And what is cooking at breakfast? Just wait until you find out. And... We open the TV black belt. I do that just for Mulk now. To get the latest gossip on what's happening behind the scenes of the television industry. TV black belts. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. These are real confessions. Saying I've wanted to kill my mother since I was eight years old. From real serial killers. We've just got to be violent. Best-selling true crime author Amanda Howlett doesn't just talk about their crimes. She talks directly to them. It's all getting a bit much, really. It's the podcast that goes where others fear to tread. Monsters Who Murder. Serial killer confessions. Subscribe now in your favourite podcast feed. Been a while since we heard that one, so I thought I'd throw it in. And don't forget, we are doing a video cast called Eye on Big Brother after every episode of Big Brother at 9.30 that night. We're getting previous housemates. We've got the current housemates. We're talking about the episodes. So if you are a fan of Big Brother, make sure you tune into that by going to facebook.com slash show or follow us on Twitter at 
BRR show. Mark, you better give us the lowdown on what's coming up in the next TV binge box. Look, there's heaps going on, Rob. Not only are we group binging the ITV series airing in Australia on BBC First Quiz about the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire cheating scandal. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've also launched our we very have. own Facebook group. We want all the people that are engaged with the TV Binge Box community and listen to TV Binge Box to sign up. Come and join us on Facebook at TV Binge Box Gang, where you can engage with us and tell us what you think of the show, and we'll give you trailers and all of the clips and hints around what's coming for that week's group binge or our rewind or all those sorts of things. So Facebook, TV Binge Box Gang, is the place that you want to hang out when you're not listening to TV Binge Box. Or TV Black Box, or oh. the Ben Robin Robber Show, or I on Big Brother, or when you're not visiting tvblackbox.com.au. Jesus Christ, we we're busy. But even, even if you aren't uh, watching the group binge, just drop us a line and tell us what you think we should be checking out, what we should be watching, or what Hell we shouldn't be yes. watching. Excellent right. work, my binge boxer Joe. All right, fabulous. Mulk, what's happening in the world of programming and ratings? And now for the segment, uh, thanks, Rob, the, the segment that nobody cares about. But yet we persisted. Following on from people love it. No, people when we 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 went a few weeks without this segment, and people were complaining because they like hearing about the ratings. I honestly had so many people uh, talking about it. Two weeks back, people were like, Malk does such a good job of that. Shout out to uh, one of my bosses, Aaron Young, who loves it. You know, there's plenty of people out there that think you do an amazing job. So roll on, bro. I don't know what they're talking about, Malk, but they seem to like it. Thank I'm going to go guys. to the toilet, but I'll be back. <laughs> Very clearly, all, all of the money that I spent in the last few weeks has paid off. Um, following on from last week, Big Brother has lifted out of the late 600s, and again, we're talking always, friends, five city metro numbers uh, and overnights only. We haven't added in any of the consolidated or online figures, so this is just raw numbers the next day. Big Brother lifted out of the late 600s to settle in the early 700s, which still puts it way off the pace of its main competition in MasterChef Australia, which is in the mid-900s, and The Voice Australia, which is in the mid to late 800s. So all these shows will be returning for new seasons because apparently 700,000 is enough to do that for a stripped reality program. But when it's the best you got, you know, you've got to go with that. Black Boxes, I want to know from you... What are you watching live or via preview? What are you recording uh, and watching later that night? And what are you ignoring out of those three? Well, I'm just going to quickly say that um, I was watching MasterChef, but one of the contestants was really rude to me. Um, (laughs) So then I just stopped watching it altogether. Um, So I don't want to say who that is because I think that's rude, but (laughs) it might be Khan. Anyway, um, (laughs) so... I'm not watching that. You're such um, a bitch sometimes. Hang on. We had oh, Khan you know, on the Ben Robin Robbo show. He was fabulous. Yeah, that's what he might say to your face, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, look, there's, I'm not, I don't want to start anything because, you know, I'm sure he's a really nice I person to my face. Anyway, look, he's a, he's a really, I've known him for a very long time. Anyway, so, look, um, <laughs> that kind of put me off the show, put a bit of a distaste in my sure. mouth because I was like, you know, he was being presented a certain way to which I was thinking, no, I don't think Not you everybody are that, has the opportunity to be, you know, slacked down by Khan, so, <laughs> but I get it. Ben experienced the can, wrath a... of Khan. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, oh, oh. This is taking an ugly turn, listeners, I apologise. 
I will say, though, just really quickly that I was enjoying MasterChef up until that point, and I know a lot of people are as well. I have a confession to make. I've only been watching the catch-up videos for mm-hmm. The Voice, so I haven't watched a full episode. I do think that uh, whoever has taken over that show with the direction of that show I think is quite good. Like, I'm loving the created drama between the judges. I think that's all coming across quite believable, it's considering not, that I know that it's not. I don't believe you. Interesting. Well, look, I mean, I'm only talking about people that have told it, said to me, you know, what's going on. But look, I think what they were trying to do last season was Boy George got given the edit of being sort of like the drama walk-off person. And then this year they're like, okay, well, you can sit in your chair. Everyone else can uh, walk and off. Ca- and Kelly Rowland can do the more walking off sort of stuff. And so, look, at the end of the day, the formula of the voice around the world has always been the same. It's about the judges. It's not about the singers. And that's why the singers never go on to become a successful artist off the show. Because the formula format, and as the creator will tell you, it's that show's about You're creating moments. You're killing my moments. dreams, Ben. And those moments... You're killing my dreams. <laughs> well, can you name three winners of the voice for me? Carice Eden. Just name three winners. Jack. Jack okay. with the blonde hair. The, pi- pigeon. 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 I was going to say Jack Pigeon. You would say pigeon. pigeon, that's right. And um, Casey. Did, oh, no, she was, He didn't win okay. the voice. All right, point proven. But okay. Okay, so there we go. But uh, look, I like. I do like watching the voice Casey and I think I will, I will jump in and continue to watch because I love those performances where the actual judges, again, getting involved, but when they're singing with their talent, I love that bit. I thought Kelly Rowland doing Michael Jackson at the end of last season was absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, look, I'm not saying The Voice is a bad show. I'm just saying that there's some created moments. Anyway, moving along quite nicely, I am supporting Big Brother. I've not missed a single moment. I think they've done a fantastic job with this series considering it's a reboot. It's nothing like what it was before. They should have called it a different name in some regards because it is so different. But we can't take away from the fact that it is quite good. You know what I'm saying? Malk, I'm watching Big Brother, taping MasterChef and occasionally catching the voice. (laughs) And that, friends, is how it's done. Oh, you mean you don't want a five-minute monologue about complete bullshit? Ben, All right. what I appreciated was you gave us the very Ben answer and Rob gave oh. us the I have to edit this program answer. <laughs> and I'm just living in a, I'm I'm just living in a Joe, world of shattered dreams moment. Thanks, Ben. Well, I'm sure, obsessed okay, with well, the we'll voice, so I am a that. bit shattered by what you've had to say. I still think that Guy and Kelly can't live in the same room together um i am taping big brother because the kids aren't into it i'm sorry kids i can't make them sit and watch it mm. and ignoring largely master chef except for last week's episode which was a taste test and we all decided to watch as a one-off there you are Wow. Have a look at that. Like, honestly, if we were to take this small microcosm uh, of Australian-based people that are watching reality TV, we are way off the pace with what the Australian public are watching. Um, So, you know, interesting, right? It's just how the cards are falling in this situation uh, and where our passions are. But, you know, that's the nature of the business, isn't it? Breakfast, breakfast. Smokey. I want to know about breakfast television. You you want to ring the bell shortly? Oh, you ring it now. Okay, prepare yourselves. We will mention the Today Show. He's ringing that very loudly. <laughs> Perhaps it's the only chance he's had. To... Anyway, Brecky continues to be one-way traffic for Sunrise, though with lots more people returning to work, their average is back to somewhere around 270,000 viewers. But that's still light years ahead of its competition. 
Last week, ABC's breakfast program slid into everyone's DMs and regained second place, making that 10 weeks out of the 17 ratings weeks played out that it's beaten Nine's offering. Though now it's not about weeks, but cumulative share across uh, 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 the whole no, ratings no, no, no. year. Let me put this on the table right now, Mulk. For years and years, Channel 9 have judged by weeks. We are judging the breakfast TV race by weeks when we come to second place. If ABC News gets to uh, 21 weeks, I, as Judge Rob McKnight, will be declaring them the second <laughs> place winner for the year. We're in your court, Judge Rob. Look, it's certainly an interesting thing at, at 10 versus 7 after 17 ratings weeks. Um, it literally is anybody's game for second place, following that metric and mechanism, right? Yeah. The Today Show, Bell's Rung, is still searching for that magical 220,000 viewers consistently every morning. However, they only got that at 220 or better once in the last two and a half weeks. Once. It's not even aspirational now. It's necessary and Nine's own metric as to how well the show is performing. And by that measure, it's not performing. Look, it is making money, there's no question, but... It's not hitting the number that they prescribed themselves. No, and, and it's, still... got, it's got a big share. It's got, you know, something like 45% of the commercial market in the morning where yep. Sunrise has the biggest share. But I will say I'm really liking the refreshed graphics in the, and the, in the news, news studio. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is looking and feeling better. I can see some changes that have been coming. I am liking the changes, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get viewers to like those changes as well. Well, this, this turns me to this. I still tune in and flip between all three most mornings, though I am pushing on to try and watch today because I want to see what's going on and what's happening. And I, I have noticed those things that you mentioned, Rob. The challenge is that I'm finding I'm just not feeling Carl and Ellie as they very stoically push on. Mm. Um, they Look, they're far from the axe or, you know, dynamically or hugely reworking the show. That is not the assertion. That's not where we're saying that it is. Um, just as I've said... You know, before turning around the ratings on anything, let alone a long-standing show like this, is like turning a large ocean liner. Nothing happens quickly, but something usually happens, right? And it's just not happening. Hmm. Joe, what's your morning viewing preference? Mm, well, I, I'm ashamed to say that it involves an Alexa and that it's Sky News because and then Kyle and... What? Yeah, Kyle and Jake. Well, I'm in the car from 6.30 I, with the kids. So. I so thought your Alexa was something else. Oh. But anyway. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> my Amazon Alexa, Rob. <laughs> that that I call Joe. my lipstick. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. My God, this is getting out of control. Uh, and then... It's a very PG time of the morning, but not so PG when I get in the car with the kids and it's Kyle and Jackie O, I have to say. <laughs> so um, I don't know who gets to Love stay it. home watching TV in the mornings. Well, that's the challenge, right, mm. and that's breakfast TV's shtick, uh, is that you that why they repeat stuff so often because people are only usually sampling 5 to 7 to 15 minutes at a go before they jump in the and car with the kids. And if I do have it on, I flick. You know, to avoid the ads. Yep. Yeah. I like all of them. Haben, yep. you're busy doing your own thing. You don't have time to watch anyone else. <laughs> Well, I just want to say this is by no choice but living the moment. Uh, breakfast television for me looks like, well, me. 
because I'm on my own breakfast digital channel. Uh, basically, you know, it's the first time that I've ever been doing this. But, yeah, big shout out to Ticket Jumpstart. If you're right. looking for Excellent. a different alternative to breakfast television and you don't wish me to fall off a cliff and you enjoy some of my what? ramblings on TV Black Box, then uh, <laughs> tune in. You can log on and check that out on TicketTV.com. And even if you want to Thank give you. him hate, tune in and log on and be a user so that the numbers the numbers still count even if you hate him. So log on and have a look. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised. I've been getting a lot of good feedback in the last week about being on that show. Uh, so, I, look, if I'm actually now starting to say to people, Tune in because you might have a little bit of fun. Channel 9 according every Daily Telegraph journalist they can to hate watch the Today Show. Yes, Rob? <laughs> I was just going to say I had it on the other morning. I actually have it on my screen as well as my other four monitors and uh, it's looking good, Ben. You've, you, you've got a up. coffee fixation though. You can't The way you caress that coffee cup each morning, Ooh. I don't know what's yeah, going on. my friend told me that. I don't know what's going on with you, Ben. That'll be but one it, of the first notes from your executive producer. It's, it's almost I'm like no, you're making no, love to I'm, that sweet cup of coffee or something. No, I'm nervous. I'm like hold, I'm like Dumbo holding onto the feather. I feel like if I if I let it go, the magic might finish and I might fall off my chair. As long as well, it's we'll not like coffee in there. We need to ask then what he watches because he's watching everything. I all have at it the all on, time. mate. I have it all on. Mainlining no. everything. It's pretty much. Well, I will say I'm skewing towards the Today Show lately, and I, I Sunrise will drag me in. I find mm. some of the interviews on Sunrise just so quick, though. I I feel like I've. Sure. I've got caught in by the promo and then the interview comes and it's over before I've even taken anything in. But that's just me. Sure. I like a longer interview just to really get to know the subject. Uh, so I, I'm still skewing and I, I, I even go to ABC Breakfast. I am looking at them all, basically. Mm. You're right uh, about looks- the, the short interviews, though, because if you compare, like, everything in Australia, it's always a third of the time. Like, yeah. because... Mm. The, if you watch the Today Show in the US in the morning and they have a guest yep. that they're flown in or driven in, um, their interviews time, are a yeah. good 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Or they, you know, they have a, a, a set interview, but then they hang out and do the, like, the next segment together. Yep. Whereas in Australia, you come all the way into a studio and it's legit might be four minutes, 50 If seconds. you're lucky. Mm. Well, yeah. Before the coronavirus, but yes, I completely agree. Hey, Mog, thank you very much for that. And if you want more programming news, Aaron Ryan at tvblackbox.com.au has mm. done a fabulous roundup of all the multi-channels. Uh, we tend to talk the main channels here at TV Blackbox yep. and on the podcast, but there is a great wrap of how the multi-channels are going, what they're showing, really impressive stuff. So go and see Aaron's reports at tvblackbox.com.au. And now... Yes, if the multi-channels did something interesting, we'd report on it. But well done to Aaron on the work that he's done, though. That's excellent. And now (laughs) we're opening it. (laughs) It's time for the TV Black Vault. It sounds like you are pushing one out. Okay, well, there's some imagery that we definitely didn't need. Thanks, Mog. No worries. Um, (laughs) Okay, so last week we had a clear front runner with one of my uh, TV Black Vault stories. Yes. And that was... Uh, I'm going to go with this. The cease and desist. I'm just going to get sued, but whatever. I don't care. It's not about Daryl Summer, so he can stop calling. Uh, The cease and desist has been sent and the producers have run mad trying to fix what looks like a ticking time bomb. And that everyone kept writing to me asking for it. And they kept saying it was Big Brother. Did anyone else think it was Big Brother? No, that's locked and loaded. It's not that. Ah, 
I was like, what is going on? Anyway, it is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They had to pull the run of the show based on a cease and desist that was sent by Denise Richards. Wow. So we will we will never end Huge. up seeing so, sorry, the so, run of that sorry, story. Sorry, you've just broken my heart. Hang on, you've just you have launched this on the wrong person. Benjo is having conniptions. Start the timers, everybody. We're in for another twenty minutes as Ben goes through Get this ready. with Joe. But hang on, what do you mean they're just gonna end the season without giving us any finale? They're re-editing it at the moment, oh. so we will get to see. Uh, we won't see 12 episodes. We're now only going to see eight, so content has been dropped. We will probably never see what Brandy really had to say about Denise Richards wow. because when she said she had receipts, what she meant to say was, I have the receipts from when I used to get paid to be on the show and I would like to get paid again. So I think she may have made some shit up. So that didn't so look anyway. I don't think they did. I think I think uh, Brandy was an unreliable source at the best of time. I was talking to her on Twitter, and the day that they stopped the episodes and put it on hiatus, she deleted my friendship because there was a few messages in there that were very that were very damning. And also, Lisa Rinna deleted all the messages I'd been talking to her as well. She left in like love hearts, and so now on my chat chat line, it looks like I've just been talking to myself, except for the love hearts. Hang on, that's not so how I Twitter that, works, is it? They can't delete. If you go in, yeah, you can in delete. your messages, you, you can, can delete yeah. your messages, absolutely. And it goes both yeah. ways, Bends. does it? No. And if so, you block someone, it deletes the entire thread. Yeah. Just so that Unless people, because people often. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it doesn't always work. All righty, we need to get into what these three weeks, need to get into these stories for this week. Number one. Yes. The. The makers of this major franchise sensation have just been notified their biggest name will not be returning to the 2021 season. Who has, in fact, dropped off the show and how will they be replaced? Time will tell. Well, it's got to be Housewives. That has to be. It is not Housewives. I'll give you that. Number Weirdly, two. <gasps> my first thought was Usher. Ooh, no. Anyway, moving on to number three two. three big franchises. <laughs> Number two, to all to all star or not to all star, that is the question. MasterChef Survivor have tried out the format, and now we may see another franchise taking the previous contestant fan favorite format. Ooh. Number three, the checkbook might have already been greenlit, but will this celebrity say yes to the Australian Jungle Experience? The biggest name to be seen thus far could be taking up residence in our first non-African jungle I'm a celebrity. Wow. Mm. Biggest name. Well, they had warning. I mean, does it get bigger than that? It's a bigger paycheck. Cha-ching. Ching. Cha-ching. Oh, I never I guess any is. of these. Cha-ching. I never guess any of these. Yeah. Anyway, so that is this week's TV Black Vault. Is that what it's called again? <laughs> <laughs> You ask this. It's your segment. Oh, I know, but I've just spent so much time trying to do all the research for these stories that I forget what my own segment's called. <laughs> anyway, I'm closing the vault. The TV black vault is closed. So I'd slam the door. Jesus, is it, Ben. Is and it that called, brings us is it called TV, TV black, black vault? vault. Okay, good. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry. That was TV Black Vault, and this is the end of TV Black Box. Thanks for your company. Don't forget to go to tvblackbox.com.au for all the latest news on what's happening in the TV industry. We bring you stories. We don't cut stories just because we don't like where they came from. If they're valid stories, we put them on our site, and you will get exclusive stories time. 
time and time again. So come and join the party at tvblackbox.com.au. Mog, thank you. Sarah, thank you. Ben, thank you. And Joe, thank you for stopping Thanks by. For we'll me. see you on TV see you Binge next Box. Week. We will. Yes, Joe. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 